0: I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom. Kaboom, where we talk about all oh, things Sumo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this week it's Halloween. It's Halloween week here in the states, which means it's time for scary stories. That's right. We went down spooky, spooky alley for you this week. We did. We're
1: doing a cross podcast. A crossover podcast? What would you call it? Yeah. We're guesting on each other's podcast. Yeah. Their podcast is called Cryptids of the Corn. And they're a couple of bud- buddies who share an interest in paranormal and strange
0: things. And, <laughs> so uh, we thought that sounded perfect for our Halloween episode. Yes.
1: But first, Newsflash. <laughs> Apparently, January 2023, there's going to be a... F- The very first women's sumo tournament that's being held in Japan. and They haven't had that before? I don't think so. I thought they had. Well, they have amateur stuff, but I don't know exactly if this is amateur, if it's just like anybody who's a woman can can do sumo wrestling. It's a New Year's Day women's sumo. uh, Japan's best match is what it's called, which is a terrible translation. But basically, it's meant to elevate women in sumo in Japan. Sounds like a... Dating game. It does, but they have really unique divisions, such as the mother's division, and huh. and that means that you are a mother of a sumo wrestler.
0: Oh, 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 oh <laughs> got it. Okay.
1: Oh, that should be interesting. Yes. Wouldn't you like to see like Yumi's mom just or somebody? Say, she's
0: gonna beat them all.
1: I mean, I don't know who's got the biggest toughest mom and also wrestler di- like relatives division so you could be like the cousin of okina and be like looks like i'm here <laughs> so i don't know if it's pro or or amateur or just <laughs> gonna be a hot mess of whoever wants to sumo wrestle but it's supposed to give some publicity and elevate women in sumo which you know what It's a little bonkers, but I like it. It's a step in the right direction. It's a marketing ploy. I'm behind it. Let's do it. You can apply yourself. Uh, It opens November 1st as far as the applications go. So you can submit as early as November 1st next week.
0: I'm really curious. I can't wait to see what all their moms look like. In my mind, it would be a total dream if it's just, like,
1: all of Sanyaku's mothers. Yes. Like, yes. It, I mean, that and would be... And they just, they
0: wear nameplates, and it has their son's name on it's one like, side Taka and their Keisho's name on the mom. other. Yes. I mean, are they all little bitty tiny women, or do they come from big, big stock? I have be. no or idea. Or it could just
1: be the mother of, like, a young kid who's a sumo wrestler. But in my mind, I'm thinking it would be epic if it was, you know, wakataka Kage. Walk about the Haru's mom, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, next bit of news Shodai finally had his Ozeki promotion this week. Over 400 people were in attendance at his party. His party, yeah, Yeah. for his uh, promotion, yeah. And that was held at a Tokyo hotel. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. Um, It was a bit awkward because President Hakaku had some words to say. And he also, in front of everyone else, kind of laid on a little bit of guilt Uh. uh, in front of the crowd. That was kind of like the position in a roundabout way. He was like, the position of Ozeki has existed for a really long time. In the early eras of the Edo period, that was the highest rank you could achieve. I hope that you will not forget the sense of responsibility that you have, I know. you know. So, uh, Shodai, after somewhat kind of awkwardly, I guess, publicly being scolded, I don't know. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Hakaku said he hasn't really reached that point of Ozeki, like mm-hmm. in. Presentation, but Shodai says he hope he hopes to push himself harder, train harder, and work really hard in the ring, and feels definitely the responsibility and the tension of being an Ozeki. But uh, he he hopes he can feel the pride, and that's exactly what Hakaku said. I hope he can feel the pride of becoming. So So nothing like
0: celebrating him with a harsh scolding. Well, initially, Shodai said, I definitely feel the pressure and the tension of being here, (laughs) and I am going to keep trying. Yeah, I mean, he said about himself, he's like, there were so
1: many very painful scenes in, like, the last couple of years. He said mentally that's always been his problem. He has, like, weakness there. But I understand when everyone's, like, telling him you're not good enough, you know? He wants to show good sumo. He wants to get the good results. He wants to do that. He wants to fight for a championship. And so he's hoping he has enough spirit in the future. But uh, oof, that must have been an awkward day.
0: Yeah, yep. I'm sure he thought... Couldn't we have had this party earlier?
1: Oh, gosh. When I was really
0: on that high. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the biggest news of the week was Ted Nafuji finally had his knee surgery, not on one, but on both. Yeah. He had both knees operated on October 18th. He is in recovery and will not be around for a while, which is okay because the organization was like, hey go take care of your knees. We don't care that you're going to miss you. We don't care. We just want you to get better. So take as much time as you need. Now that's probably not really true. They're like, take as much time as
0: you need, but like, we'll see you in January. Yeah. We'll see you in January. Probably We'll see, <laughs> but I can't um, imagine having them both done at once. Yeah. Ooh, he's needing some help getting around right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's rehabilitating, undergoing treatment, you know, to, um, uh, come back stronger so i hope it it works well for him but he's come back from behind before you know with that kind of rebuilding his body but seems like a tall order really fast so i hope he does it safely and we won't see him for a while and when he comes back he's better than ever hope so hope so yeah 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 and that is all i've got Well, this week is like Halloween, and when I went down this path of crazy, like mythological creature, um, I was excited to find out that it's not just a crazy mythological creature; it's a crazy mythological sumo creature. Mm-hmm. So I was I was hooked. Just the Wikipedia page, which is pretty much all this information, is filled with incredible sources, wonderful folktale details, but. I will right now try to do my best to wrap it up for you in a creepy Halloween show package. And uh, yes, the world of Sumo has a mythical creature called the Kappa. Okay, so whoever made up this mythical creature uh, was one hilarious mofo because, of course, it dates back to... Somewhere in the Edo periods, the 1600s. So it's a more supernatural creature, like more recent supernatural creature. Mm -hmm. But the folklore itself can, it's kind of ancient. It could have gone way, gone back even further than that. And interestingly enough, it's not, it's a Japanese creature but other cultures have their own sort of version of the same thing. Mm-hmm. The Chinese do. I think Eastern Europeans do. But what it is, is it's loosely translated as uh, river child, mm-hmm. a horse puller, steed puller, water tiger, river boy. Those are some of the things it's called or translated as. But visually, close your, close your eyes and imagine it's a small... Child or boy that resembles like a green, uh, like upright standing frog with a soft turtle like back. Like it's exactly like a teenage mutant ninja turtle in my mind. This is the most fun fact that I found. Um, it has three buttholes <laughs> and it passes a, a lot, lot of, of gas. gas. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Why I remember only that. Well, from the last time we talked about Kappa, I don't know. This
1: is a very butt centric creature which Mm -hmm. i found out and i was like i don't know what this says more about the japanese or whatever this but there's a lot of butt talk so if you're in mixed company put those earmuffs on because this creature in a nutshell is obsessed with getting into your butt
0: oh (laughs) and creating gas no
1: no i'll explain a little bit more of that but okay so anyway this creature Lives in ponds and rivers, but you have to watch out for it because if you get in the water, you have to be wary because this little small creature is a very naughty creature. And it has been known to run away and steal your horses. It is known to drown animals, drown people. Ooh. And it does that by, I think from what I gathered, it's like, if you get in the water, it sweeps you up and sumo wrestles with you. It's mainly obsessed with invading your body and stealing this organ that's a mythical organ. It does not exist. But in Japanese culture, this is my favorite one. It's called a shirikodama. And this is basically a ball of your soul that lives in your butthole. (laughs) And this creature is obsessed with getting into your anus and getting your soul through your butt.
0: <laughs> oh. And it sumo wrestles with you underwater.
1: Yeah, that's how it takes takes you down.
0: Oh. But it's
1: really obsessed more with getting to your butt. <laughs> okay. Okay. They can exist outside of water, okay? Um but when they do, they have a hole in their head that they keep water in. That's right. And yeah. And then but the, it's they like a, carry it's it like a disk. Yeah. Right? And now they are very polite so you can Like approach one on land and take them down by if you bow very deeply, they will they will bow back in response lower because that's ultimate politeness. And they're very known to be polite Okay. Okay, on land. Now, when they do that. You're tricking them because all of the water falls out of the hole in their head or like this disc, like it's like a plate on top of their head. Yeah. You'll see them in like statues all around shrines and stuff sometimes. It's like a plate and it has water in it. So if the water dips out, they're stuck in that bowing position and you can (laughs) like they're... They're helpless at that point. They become statues. I no, I don't know. They're just you can run away from them. I'm okay, guessing I they're kind of. They might die because they need water. Right, right. But again, a very funny twist is that like now, don't forget, they are very polite creatures. <laughs>
0: yeah. So as long as you bow to them, oh, right. then you're fine.
1: Like on land, they're they're more clumsy. Okay, um, so they're not as good on land, but you have a better chance on land. But it's mainly uh, low level, like. Crimes, mo- mainly, like okay. they've been known to be cheeky and look up skirts, kimonos, like che- like be real cheeky and yeah. sneak a peek. Depending on which prefecture you're in, they all have a slight twist on how naughty, the levels of naughtiness, the insanely evil, too. They live like lone wolves, like when they're younger. They can live in packs, but once they mature, they're like a lone wolf and they're out to make mischief and drown people and, and take their bloods, their livers, and their souls that live in their buttholes. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> now, you can. One of their favorite foods, just like sumo wrestlers, we know what their favorite foods are. The kappa has some favorite foods, and that is cucumbers. Friggin' Love loves. Love the cucumber. Cukes. So if you live by water... In the ye olden days, you could go to the water and you would see cucumbers thrown into the water. And that was to appease the kappa that lived down there. Of course. To be like, leave me and my children alone. Here's a cucumber. Here's a cuke to stave you off. Yeah. Now they are literate because they they lose power if you bring them back to your barn where the horses and cows live. You catch them on land. You can bring them back to your barn and you can have them write an affidavit swearing that they will no longer uh, menace you, which was news to me. I was like, apparently they can write. Yeah. And it's kind of like writing on a school board 500 times. I will
0: not do this thing. You can do that to a kappa. As long as you bow to them first, they seem fine, because you'll get them frozen in that bowing position, and then you can put the affidavit right in front of them, and and you can have them swear to leave you alone. So they actually sound very lovely. Well, and some creatures say that they're helpful.
1: You can ask, like you can, there are some shrines you leave cucumbers at, you can throw the cucumbers in the water, because they are known to irrigate your land. If you ask nicely and you befriend one,
0: they're not all bad. Honestly, I think this is just... The best way to get rid of all of the extra cucumbers that you tend to grow (laughs) in the season like just make up some (laughs) random dad was out there going, What do I do with all these cucumbers? I'm gonna throw them, I'm gonna throw them in the pond and I'm gonna make up this crazy story so that everyone will know why I'm doing it.
1: Well, they also have bone setting skills, so they have they dabble in medicine. Oh, they know how to restopath, yes, yes,
0: osteopathic, mythological. (laughs) anal <laughs> obsessed. Cr- obsessed creature <laughs> this is really an interesting creature I mean if you unpack it all it's nuts but I guess
1: it's a lot like the Sasquatch or the Loch Ness monster well, there's gonna always find somebody who's claimed to have seen one
0: well should we talk to the experts yes about the kappa <laughs>
2: Hello, hello. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am deviating from the norm today. I am the sumo wrestling loving Jay.
3: <laughs> but Jay, what is the monster we're covering today?
2: So today we are covering the, the Japanese uh, creature, the Kappa, which is famous in their history and their folklore and pop culture.
3: It's definitely a, a very unique creature.
2: Well, yes, yeah, it's because it's like a mix between a humanoid teenage boy and like a turtle rep reptilian being or whatever you'd like to call it and a friar's tuck haircut with a bowl of water inside
0: what every teenage boy wants to do with his hair is a bowl cut yeah i've seen
3: some japanese monster movies and a lot of those guys have the bowl cut
0: yeah
1: oh i love it what were their mothers up to just like, is this the easiest
3: cut we can get on this kid? It was out in the US, like the 70s, and every kid had a bowl
2: cut? I had a
3: bowl cut.
0: When you had hair. I think I had one, too. Back then, it was probably called the Dorothy Hamill. Yeah, but it's very similar in nature.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The Japanese folklore set is extremely diverse. I know there's like three or four major types of basically monsters that the Japanese kind of put in categories. And I know yokai is a really big one, and yeah. the kappa does not fall in the yokai category, even though I think some modern people put it in the yokai. But
0: what is the yokai?
3: I know that's like a lot of the, the one-eyed umbr- bouncing umbrella, the living sandals. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, and then there's a set of yokai. If you have a family heirloom that makes it, I think, to 131 years old, it becomes a yokai. So it basically gets oh. a soul itself.
0: Mm. So,
3: oh. Like Japanese. So it's inter- like, Sorry. I
0: was just going to say, so it's like the Mary Poppins umbrella is a, would be a yokai? If it's yes. old enough. Because yeah. it can fly? Maybe. <laughs> yeah? I will say, when I was doing my own research,
1: yeah, there's web pages upon web pages all about all these mythical creatures. And the Japanese were very, very creative. Oh, They're yeah. oh, yeah. so wacky. And wonderful and just, like, what? Like, filled with just elements of wacky and weird that I love.
0: Okay, so the yokai is an old family heirloom that has a mystical power.
3: That is some well, of the yokai. The yokai is kind okay, of yeah, a, no. uh, a group. If you were to compare it somewhere in, like, North America, I would say probably, like, almost like demon.
0: Oh. And oh, just it's not the Mary of... Poppins umbrella. Well, it could be different
1: types, different types of... <laughs> Mystical, yeah. It's just a category. Category, okay.
3: The guy that has instead of a butthole, he has an eye, and he just tries to make you look at his eye. (laughs) That was one that popped up. Which
1: is looking at his butthole? Yes. Yes.
3: So he walks around like my
1: butthole. Long enough, you'll see an eye.
0: Well, he doesn't have a face, so he just has a butthole.
3: Yeah. So he walks around like a man, and then he'll will like act like he's bowing. And then basically show off his one eye.
0: Yeah. Because you could put a monocle on that thing, and he would look very hoity-toity. Yeah. But But it's a butthole behind it. Right. Yes. Butthole monocle. That's what I would want. They're (laughs) very obsessed with the butt. Yes. Oh, gosh. (laughs) We'll get into (laughs) it. Lots
3: of butt. Uh, Oh, gosh. (laughs) Mr. Smiles is kind of a more modern one, too, where it looks like like Pac-Man following school kids around, and that's all it does. Doesn't do anything bad.
0: Mr. S. It just creeps? Yeah. Great name.
3: I don't it's 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 they have a very diverse folklore. But so does it's like West Virginia for the world. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Good comparison. Japan is West Virginia for the world. (laughs) Whoever takes offense to that, I don't know, but
1: <laughs> we just lost all of West Virginia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they might be very honored with that statement, oh, no. actually. We That's have a lot true. of West Virginia That's listeners. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: they know how weird we are they are. Mr. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, but I'm just going to give like a little quick definition of what the cap is for everybody at home. The capita is a mythological monster that is said to inhabit ponds, rivers, and streams in Japan, specifically sm- small moving bodies of water. The strange creature is said to have both the appearance of a humanoid and that more of a quadrupedal reptile. Uh, there are 12 types of kappa that have been described in mythology. We will cover one heavily that is the sumo wrestling kappa here in a little bit. It uh, has amazing swimming capabilities and loves cucumbers.
2: Yes, it does love cucumbers.
1: <laughs> Don't we all? I love cuke. I really do, especially in season. I love cuke.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's also it's described as like being seen as almost like a teenage boy. And almost even having the temperament of a teenage boy, either being like very mischievous or very. Uh,
0: oh. Oh, I thought you meant like stable and calm.
2: <laughs> isn't,
0: isn't that the way all teenage boys are? Just like completely one note. Yeah. yeah. The most wise creature. I am out a
3: 4 H advisor. I work <laughs> a lot with teenage boys. And if you yeah, can find see? me, those teenage boys, send them over to the AWN Farmers Club, please. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But they're very nefarious and, uh, but they, like we touched on earlier, they can be, you know, kind of that, uh, that kind of a creature where it is like bad, but it can also have like some respectful qualities. They actually have um, a lot of respect for people, but if they're not trying to attack you and kill you and gut you and eat your (laughs) liver or steal your essence, let's just say right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Essence. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You know, in Japanese folklore, there's a couple of Ways like they will come and attack you if you're in their area they will approach you and they will charge you and try to you know steal your essence or um, there's other ways where they will almost lure you in where they'll be facing the other way so when you when you approach them you may just think it is a normal you know younger person and then as you get closer and closer it will turn around and reveal itself to be this creature and Ooh. by the time you're that close you're already within its grasp so oh no. um, if you are being attacked by a kappa, do you know what you should do?
0: Carry cucumbers.
2: That that Cute. is a that is a good answer.
0: I've heard fart in their face. <laughs>
2: I would not <laughs> advise that because you're you're definitely leaving yourself very vulnerable in that in that position.
1: Oh why why? Because they I
2: mean, they like <sighs> booties. They like buttholes. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kappas are obsessed with buttholes for a very specific reason. Why Which... do
1: they want in my butt so bad? Well,
2: <laughs> we can get to that. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. So there's two reasons. Well, there's one reason in particular. So what the, the Japanese believe, and what the uh,
0: <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yes, Happy Halloween.
2: <laughs> so the Kappas believe that you have this magical orb, a life orb, a life energy that resides inside of your butthole.
0: Yes, I believe that too. <laughs> I strongly believe that.
2: And what the Japan and the JAP, and the, the Kappa, sorry, it wants this orb. So what it will do, and there's two reasons it might want it. One, it will um, ruthlessly reach inside of you and oh. rip this orb out. And with oh. no regards to how you, may or may not enjoy it because you will not enjoy oh,
0: this no no and for I two, want... it's the word thought... ruthless should never be used <laughs> <nobody>. <laughs> never and oh my there's two
2: reasons it wants this one it some believe it is truly your life essence and it, it uses this to gain power for itself and makes itself stronger the other reason is they say this orb blocks access to your liver so it removed this so it can get to your liver and eat your liver that is the two reasons. Now, you touched on the thing. If a kappa does approach you, yes, a cucumber is a good uh, defense mechanism because they love cucumbers. And I don't know what it is with the cucumbers. They just love them.
3: We'll cover that later.
1: I think think you can get kappa sushi at places. Yes,
0: you can. I'm going to order
1: it. Yeah, it's cucumber sushi. It's vegetarian sushi. I, I order it all the time. Oh, Well, now you'll know the connection when you go to a restaurant and you see that on the menu, right? Kappa sushi. Yeah. So our take home message
0: is walk softly, carry cucumber. That's right.
1: (laughs) And do not reveal your
0: butthole. Yeah. (laughs) I actually heard that if you're really nice to a kappa and you bow to them, then you have a good shot too.
2: Yes. So
0: They are polite. They are polite.
2: They're respectful. And in that tradition, yes. If you bow, they will bow back. And that is the other defense mechanism you should use against them because if one does approach you you do not stand a chance in wrestling one or standing a chance fighting one because they are very very strong imagine well,
0: and I, I don't i also don't have a chance in uh, willingly farting at one <laughs> under stress like yeah. that will never happen
1: Farting under stress is, is tough. really I tough. I mean, that's a, like that's you've got to <laughs>
0: have a lot of power and control behind your farts to be able to do that. Well, so I can remember to bow. And you're that kind of blindsided because you're facing the other way. And you have to turn around. Exactly. See if they're advancing. And- and- wow.
1: Okay. I'm learning a lot about the Japanese today. Deep within you, there's power. Deep within you, there is a soul and a spirit. Um. But then the other side of it is that... Uh, butts are funny and
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. your butt is a vulnerable place
1: <laughs> very true butts
0: are, yeah butts are inherently funny so are cucumbers inherently yeah. funny yeah hmm. uh, farting in someone's direction inherently <laughs> funny yeah it's all turtles inherently funny like it really <laughs> all combines. yeah yeah
2: so the reason why you would want a kappa to bow to you is it's basically you can't out muscle it you can't out it but you can't outsmart it and so the bowl on top of the kappa's head is filled with water from its river system from which it came. And that's where it holds all of its power. So if oh, it's, if water gives it power. Correct. It is a water spirit. And if it spills that water, it becomes very weak and very vulnerable. And so if you get the kappa to bow and it bends over and bows to you, it will spill its water. So okay. now you have an advantage and it knows that you're, you have the upper hand and you can now bargain with the kappa. And oh, there's, there's oh. stories of, you know, the people making deals with Kappa. Basically, it will do whatever you want. It'll almost be like you're a, oh, what's the word? You'll know it off the top of your hand. Um, when a sumo wrestler becomes secretary, and he has a, a junior sumo wrestler underneath him, you know, that kind of does all of his. Yeah. So he can basically become your Sukibito.
0: Ah, <gasps> well,
1: that's convenient. Yes. Although Suki. you've got this weird, very freakish, rude. very rude, cheeky. Teenage yeah. frog boy that follows you everywhere,
2: <laughs> right? But he's very strong, and he's and like you got magical powers, magical powers, and your bodyguard. So he well, wo- that's not bad. He earns your respect, and he becomes basically your quote unquote kind of friend.
0: Oh well, that's all right. Unquote. But you probably have to keep your
1: <laughs> friend in check. You're like no peeky peeky up lady skirts, none of this cheeky business. Well, that that's that's on him. Too. That's on him. Yeah, you can oh, only yeah. control
2: so much.
0: That's okay. true. that
2: is true. You can basically prevent him from getting into your butt.
0: So, f- and that's other people's butts are still on the menu. <laughs> See. Correct. But you save your own butt, literally it, your own hide. Exactly.
3: Okay. Folklore is definitely a reflection on the culture it comes from.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so like what does it say about what? Japan?
3: I didn't say nothing about that. I was just saying that you know, when we talked we, we we make fun of a lot a lot of times of West Virginia for their monsters. So Japan, you got some explaining to do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's a, a weird monster. There's a good story though about uh there was a little teen, a teenage girl who wandered upon this little uh, pond and she's seen a kappa over by this rock. And what she didn't know it was a cap at first but she approached it and it lured her in and it gave her an offer or it gave her this letter it said uh, you know there's this a letter. other letter? yes I it, told
1: you it's literate <laughs> it can write mm-hmm. it's literate they're I've very
2: heard. they're very smart and it handed her right. a, a letter and it told her you know she has to take this over to the other pond uh, it's I've, down the street you know down the river quite a ways and yeah. it said you know if in order for you to be safe, or not, we will come for you, we will kill you. we will eat you, basically. But if you take this letter to my brother, the kappa said this, um, you know, you will be safe, you'll be fine, but you can't tell anyone, you can't give the letter to anyone else, and you cannot deviate, you can't leave with the letter, you have to take it to them. So she was scared, she didn't know what to do, so she took the letter. And as she's leaving on her way, she runs into a monk, and he, you know, asked her what she's doing, Ask her what she's up to. So she told him, and he asked to read the letter. And when he opened it, he couldn't see any of the words. There was no words on it. So he's trying to figure out what's going on. So then invisible he finds ink. out invisible ain't uh, correct. He finds out it's a water ink. or like a water spirit letter is what he kind of referred to it as. So Ooh. he took it to the water and dunked it in. And then the words started to reveal themselves. And basically oh. what the letter was was an offering to his the Kappa's brother um to basically give her permission give him permission to eat the girl. So what the, the monk did is he s- rewrote the letter and then gave it back to the girl and told her oh you know finish your journey take it to him and do not tell anyone you spoke to me. So the girl went and she found the pond and she gave it the letter she found the other kappa in the other pond and she gave him the letter and he was all excited to meet her. He was excited to see her. So he took the letter and he opened it and he became very angry. And what had happened is the monk had switched the letter around to give the girl, basically, he rewrote it and said, this girl is too young to be eaten. You must spare her life and give her money in exchange and send her on her way. And the kappa grew very, very angry. And he questioned the girl, you know, did you meet anyone along the way? And she says no and all that. So he got angry. So what would happen was between these two kappa, they had a deal going on where they didn't just consume the own people they found. They would find people for each other to send each other's way. And that's the deal they had going on throughout a long time. And then when this happened, it caused a conflict between the two Kappa to where they didn't trust each other anymore. And then it saved, oh. and it saved a lot of people in that area from hmm. being attacked in the future again. Oh, so they can wow. be, out they can be outsmarted.
1: Okay. They can. And this also, like, this implies that the priest or the monk mm-hmm. knew how to write in water sprite. They, he knew how to do underwater writing as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You study that in you Basic study- Religion in Basic Monking yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a 100-level class.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: There is a sumo wrestling story that has the kappa involved. Um, right. and I, It was from this uh, series of prints. That was created by an artist, so I don't know if it's more folklore than it is actual history and story. Mm-hmm. But uh, he created this print, and it's a big sumo wrestler watching refereeing these two kappa wrestling, sumo wrestling. And um, the sumo wrestler is Shirafuji Genta, which I looked him up. I don't think he was an actual wrestler because it's this is oh. from this was created back these were prints created back in the 1850s, mm-hmm. so they're, they're very mm-hmm. old. But this one's a famous one. Um, and it's, the sumo wrestler was enjoying the cool breeze on the riverbank. The kappa, who appeared and wanted to challenge the sumo wrestling, the sumo wrestler for a match. And (laughs) it's really funny. The, uh, the sumo wrestler, Shiro Fuji, roared at the kappa, threw it to the ground and killed it. So if, (laughs) if there's one person that could do it, it was him. Whoa. So this, uh, print, it's, it's really neat, uh. I mean, we'll send it to you so we can post it and stuff on your on our pages and stuff. But
1: Yeah. I saw another print uh, of a kappa. And it was an ukiyo-e print as well, probably from the mm. same era. But it was like a, a guy uh, in his yukata or kimono sitting there on a swing. And he had his mawashi. He had his butt exposed. and And there was a kappa that was creeping up from the river. And and it was like a warning story. Don't have your butt exposed near the riverbed. Cause they're gonna come into your butthole and take your soul. Yes. <laughs> they're, but
0: they're, if anyone can fight but, one off but yeah, if anyone <laughs> can, can fight one off, it's a sumo wrestler. That's
1: right. That's Absolutely. what I get. They have more strength than the strongest kappa. That's right. Sumo wrestlers are very, very strong. I mean, they often get a Bad rap because people just see their size and they assume that they're not all muscle. Those guys are freaking ripped. Oh yeah. And they, you, can, I mean, it's like hitting a Mack truck mm-hmm. upon Tachi. These guys blast each other to smithereens all day long, and especially in tournaments, they are incredibly strong. So oh, my- I believe it. I believe that a sumo wrestler could take take down a Kappa.
3: What's the average size of a sumo wrestler? I know they look big, but it's hard to tell on the TV, you know?
0: Somewhere yeah, between... Like 350 pounds, I would say. Yeah. Is pretty so average. Some of the lighter guys are like weighty to 400.
3: If you can pick up a guy that's 300 pounds and just throw him, yeah. you are a very muscular man. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. they're all built like offensive linemen mm-hmm. with a little bit more padding on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Because they run into... They run into hard objects all day long. That's yeah. their training. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Their legs are thick as tree trunks, too. It's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And their butts. They I got know. some their strong butts. butts.
0: Strong I'm learning a bun. lot about you. you. Well, you can see why a Kappa would be enthralled with a Simo Restoration <laughs> yes. Because those buns are incredible. Their lower halves
1: are incredibly strong, and their buns are very, very perfect. I could understand the temptation of a Kappa.
2: I mean, I, imagine if you saw Tochi Notion. It's like the forbidden oh. fruit.
0: <laughs> he has quite he has quite the soul up there. Yeah, he does. He has a lot quite, of... quite the soul uh, up there. Uh, uh,
2: uh, uh, that sumo wrestling print. That's that one's a good one to like and for the folklore and history of you actually getting to see two kappa engaging in sumo wrestling while the there's a sumo wrestler standing over them basically acting as their gyoji um very interesting photo
1: oh okay that's cool we will send that your guys your way i'm always asking why did this come to be how did this come to be it's not like a whole bunch of people were sitting around a campfire and we're like let's make up a weird creature there was a real reason and for a lot of people back then uh who didn't read or write. These were stories all over, you know, rural people who who didn't have access to education, they worked on the farm. You know, this was a way to tell stories that would probably help protect people, even as as extravagant and wacky and weird as they were and how they morphed. (laughs) Um, But there was a real reason behind it. And so even in our own culture here, like we have Or Grimm's fairy tales. Like there's all kinds of life lessons hidden, you know, behind all of this. And that's the part, that's the why that's the, that's the part that really intrigued me about this wacky, um, butt demon.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So let's do the explanations or possible explanations for the mighty beast, the Kappa. You know, the first one I kind of have is just the boogeyman a fabricated creature to kind of warn of the dangers of being around these rivers and bodies of water, specifically for kids, you know, drownings are a very big deal. Uh, the Japanese waterways can be quite treacherous to, you know, a a medium to small size child. What do you guys think about that?
0: I can absolutely see that that would be true. Yeah. Keep the kids far away from water. Protect Uh, them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that worked, you know, it made, kids really fear being close to the water, which gave parents some, you know, calm, knowing their kids were scared out of their mind by uh, and, water sprites. And them. holding
0: their butt cheeks together at the same time. I mean, double win. Control by fear. And more vegetables. Yeah. Eating more vegetables, which yeah. is Yeah, a eat more thing. vegetables, which you always want to do. <laughs> right? Get your kids to eat their greens. That's
3: right. Yeah. The other thing is, one we cover a lot, is interdimensional beings. Mm-hmm. Japan is famous for vortexes in rivers and streams. The way the geology fu- functions with the rivers and streams, it creates a lot of these whirlpools, which goes back to the first thing that the waterways are just naturally dangerous. But in our, you know, in our, more of our side of the stuff we do, the vortexes seem to have access to like interdimensional creatures, you know, it's a big thing. So, could this be an alien or a monster from another world? What do you guys think?
1: Well,. I was thinking about this because I did also read that like some people theorize that this could have been just the aliens like that we know from outer space and how they look to us also small creatures, skinny. They do look like small teenage boys, hairless in our version, big heads. You know, but I could see that some of those might look like our made-up version of aliens, that it could be. They just got uh, they just got a visitation by somebody from mars and uh that or what wherever the uh wherever the aliens came from happened to be a little bit more green you know but it, 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 i see how how they look they could be similarly like they could be confused with each other they could be it could be from outer space if you believe in aliens mm-hmm. which i have to say i'm not necessarily a big believer in aliens but i've never been abducted so you can't knock it till you try it I, what
0: you, oh, also just, obsessed with anuses. I was going to say that. I just say? Yeah. yeah. The butthole. The anal probe. The anal probe. Always, every time when they're abducted, Are there you, is some strange similarity. But is play. the kappa
3: a great alien? Because you guys just it's put that green,
1: in my head. Yeah. It's a green-ish looking weird freaky thing.
0: I mean, Ooh. not unlike E.T.,
1: Maybe it you know, was... Except
0: as far as I know, E.T. is not interested in butt play. And he did not have he a was young.
2: cut. <laughs> he was
3: young.
0: <laughs> Maybe they, they rivaled. They cut that scene out of that movie.
3: <laughs> what do you think it was going to do with that finger? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, it, it does have a light on the end. That's right. true. Like, exploration. That's yep. <laughs> oh, Maybe wow. they rival the
2: gray aliens and, those... and they're removing the probes Just that like they put a... in there.
0: Colonoscopy, mm. yeah. Well, I don't know. Mm. They 80. really, they
3: really hit on that. It really does kind of sound like our modern-day gray alien. Mm-hmm. You know, anal huh. probes, stuff like that. You know, it's really weird. I never even thought about that. Huh? Oh, mm. well, mm. you guys win. <laughs> 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 uh, the next, that, the next one we have is a very real thing that happened, especially in more ancient Japan. Uh, miscarriage has been a very, very big problem. Mm-hmm. And it's been, I, I, from my research, I didn't dive deeply into it, but a lot of social factors and a lot of uh, food and water quality factors. So the word that we're going to use is leech babies. Uh, a lot of these women would have miscarriages or you know, stillborns due to you know, malnutrition, food, water quality, social quality. Uh, it was so common that it was a, almost a regular site in some of these streams and rivers near larger communities. Uh, so the kappa was kind of made to warn people, warn specifically kids off from seeing these, you know, these horrible, the horrible aftermath of these events. Uh, right. Why they were called leech babies is what we were talking off camera or off uh, recording is the Japanese tiger. Most leeches don't actually suck blood. That's kind of a, you know, the misnomer. We know the ones that suck blood. A lot of them are decomposers. Uh, the Japanese tiger leech is quite a large leech and, it will start on a body very soon after being deceased. So real, you know, relatively, sometimes within minutes of these babies entering the water, they could be covered with these leeches, so hence the name mm-hmm. Leech Baby.
0: Was it common practice to uh, put a stillborn in the water rather than burying them?
3: All waste product, uh, just because it was the easiest way. Oh. Uh, that's part of the reason why Japanese water quality got really bad during this time. Is because they were dumping all their sewage, all meat product, you know, stillborn infants like that. That's why they were putting in it because it just was the easiest way to, you know, out of sight, mm-hmm. out of mind kind of deal. You know, you throw it in the river, it goes away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go I away. It affects people downstream of you, <laughs> right. but in yeah. your head, it, you know, it, it's going away. Uh, people had a, you know, Japan's not the only place that had this problem with people kind of, you know, kind of not thinking of their own water quality. This, you're throwing all your sewage in this stuff. Where you're getting your drinking water from? It's probably not the best thing. It's making your situation worse. But that's you know, I could definitely see this being the legend behind you know the kappa, just because it's horrendous. Could you imagine seeing something like that? No, no. it'd be terrifying. It'd no. be absolutely terrifying,
0: and it would stick with you for the rest of your life. Yeah,
3: it's just so sad. Yeah, it was a it's bad a bad time. Of, yeah. The last one we have for you today, and like I promised, and you know. And I know this this is going to be your favorite. Well, it's, Justin. you know, we I'm a, like, I was a fisher biologist. I specialized in fish and salamanders. Japan has the second largest salamander species in the world. The giant Japanese salamander has striking similarities to the kappa, uh, and people used to feed them cucumbers. So good luck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for good luck or to get rid of the extra cucumbers that uh, they grew in that so they the wouldn't
3: summer. they wouldn't naturally eat cucumbers uh they are pretty much they don't see very well they have really tiny eyes they're pretty much feeding off of motion so they would see this big green thing moving at them and like oh that's a fish so they'd eat that uh they <laughs> had gonna
0: say oh that's a finger i'm gonna <laughs> eat that oh no. uh
3: so these salamanders <laughs> can reach six feet in length and be Whoa. 80 pounds so, uh, no, they can bite That's a lot more than your finger. Yeah. yeah, they're small alligators. <laughs> uh, and they have a temper. They can be, they can be quite aggressive. Uh, so this, uh, partially, you know, bathing infants, they, uh, they would grab infants. There's some, there's never been proven, there's some historic evidence of a couple drownings or a couple, yeah. Uh, there's still salamanders. You can still get the child back if you were paying attention fast enough. But, you know, an 80-pound salamander grabbing a three-year-old, the salamander is going to win. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, wow. So this is kind of the maybe the main inspiration for the Kappa of this water animal, oh, no. this aquatic animal that can come onto land slightly, grabbing a child and grabbing it to the deeper end of the water. They have a lot of reverence for, for him. For the giant uh, Japanese the, salamander. The oldest giant Japanese well, salamander. Yeah.
1: What is, I mean, Godzilla or Gojira, isn't that what they call it? Uh, Godzilla is a big old lizard.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so the, the Japanese... A lot of lizard fear. <laughs> Used to have them, like you were saying, like in their temples and in their homes. they have th- seen them as a protector. You do not <laughs> want to get bit by this thing. Wow, I love it. Now I want
1: to see one. Uh,
3: they should be. I think a zoo in Texas should have one on display. They are a chi- giant Chinese salamander, close cousin. They're both Andreas salamanders. Okay. Uh, which is a close cousin. The uh, the giant Chinese is technically the largest species in the world. They get slightly bigger. You know 90 pounds or no we have one that's 110 pounds of the giant chinese Ooh, whoa. so a large you know a large dog with it you know six foot long still salamander whoa. facts <laughs> yeah wow well i think that's oh. wrapping up for the kappa <laughs> yeah
1: good talk today guys thank yeah. you guys for coming <laughs> on
0: oh
1: so, my gosh it was our
0: pleasure yeah where can people find you so
3: Facebook and uh, Instagram are probably our two biggest social medias. Just we search cryptids of the corn. Cryptids of the corn, yep. Out of the last year of podcasting, there's only been four weeks we weren't actively giving something away.
0: Oh my God, that's awesome.
3: So we're, we're pretty good about that. We're on all the major podcasting apps. If you're listening to Sumo Kaboom, you probably could find us. Uh, just type in cryptids of the corn. Jay, you want to spell that for everybody?
2: C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-S and then of the corn.
3: You know, thank you guys. It's been fun. Jay's been looking forward to this. I have been looking forward to this too. Don't get me wrong. But Jay has been listening to you guys for a long time. And this is uh-huh. like, when we first started, he's like, I want them on the show at some point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Well, and I have been looking forward to this ever since Jay reached out the first time. We've had a little trouble scheduling it. Yeah. But I was the dummy that was like, What is a cryptid? I, I oh, never yeah. heard that term. I was and actually then-
2: on your guys' show already.
3: <laughs> i forgot about that you're doing like a
2: live stream or something I ca- yeah right? i called in i didn't know i was gonna be on it though when i called you freaking weirdo
0: oh you because you left a message I yes so. i yeah, was yeah, just yeah.
2: i was driving and i was like oh a number to call okay i'm gonna call him while i'm driving something to do nice. <laughs> left you a message oh, and then the next I week remember. i hear my voice on there i'm like what is going on <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah. People can call us anytime with questions or comments. And sometimes we put them right on the podcast. So yep. beware if you leave us a message. <laughs> like, tell us if you don't want us to use it on the podcast, say, hey, don't share this, but here's my question. Lesson yeah. learned. Uh, hey, thanks again to Jay and Justin from Cryptids of the Corn for coming on to talk about mythological creatures and sumo. We had a blast talking with you. And y'all give their podcast a listen wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this very random Halloween episode. That's right. Thank you
1: to cryptids of the corn and give them a listen. And uh, thanks. We hope you don't see any coppers this week. But uh, if you do, you know what to do.
0: That's right. Just and... rip a real big fart at it. <laughs> uh, next week, we should have an interview with Murray Johnson for you. So come back next week for that. Yeah, that's a big one. Until then, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. See you later. Bye. Bye.